When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Auburn picks up a big-time commitment in Jalen Crawford, and we take a look at how much teams improve in year one under Hugh Freeze right now on the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Auburn family. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Glad that you are with us. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined by the new papa in town, Blake Lane. How are you, brother? Everybody wants to know. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, I'm sorry I missed the last one, Dustin, but, uh, you know, my son decided to come a little early. Hey. Uh, Levi made his way into the world at 1235 a.m. this past Saturday. It was amazing. Um the whole process was kind of drawn out and long. Uh, my, my wife suffered an injury during it, but she was an absolute trooper, a, a warrior, as I call her. Uh, she, she was in labor for 30 plus hours. Mm. And uh, as you can see the, the bags <laughs> under my eyes right now, because I've gotten zero sleep and I got a chance to step away from the hospital uh, with, with visitors coming and, and they're doing some testing and everything like that. So hopefully, uh, to, uh, you know, Tuesday, tomorrow, they get to release her and everything and we get to come on home. So, but Dustin, it was amazing. Uh, he's a, he's a, a, a precious little fella and, uh, it has been surreal. Yeah. Man, glad to hear, man. Everybody, uh, prayers up for, for mama lane there, just, you know, speedy yeah. recovery, but we're glad that Levi's healthy, man. Everything, everything's going to be okay. So we're yeah. blessed. We got a new member. A new Auburn Tiger man. Yeah, already uh, already got introduced to some Cam Newton highlights. Uh, first day here on Earth, man. Got got introduced and got to see who the true goat was. <laughs> yes, sir. You got you got to plant it in there, dude. You got to plant it in there. He won't yeah. just plant it in his subconscious. He won't remember yeah. it, but man, it's one of the first things he saw. Uh, no that doubt. boy Cam taking that thing to the house, man. So we're happy <laughs> for we're happy for you, dude. And, uh, thank you to everybody that liked the video and all that Friday, man. I know I had to kind of throw that together, but appreciate y'all for your kind words. Yeah. And, D- Dustin, Dustin, one thing I do want to say, uh, everybody who was here to watch that Friday video, uh, just to tell you all a little bit of how hectic it got, it actually was for Dustin is I got a call at 1030 uh, Thursday morning and my wife was like, hey, we're having the baby get to the hospital. I was like, <laughs> uh, OK, so I had to go to my boss. I was like, hey, man, like it's going down. It's happening. Uh, like I got to go get me something to eat. I got a shower and then I got to get to the hospital. So all of this happening, 
I'm like in the middle of texting Dustin, like, Hey man, like we can't do tomorrow's show. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like hey, this is happening and everything. And Dustin comes through and I always want to give a shout out to him just for how hard he works and people don't really see what goes on off screen, like behind the scenes of, of this podcast and stuff of him to just, uh, you know, basically freelance a topic and, and off the knowledge of, uh, that he knows and with nobody else to talk to. So talking to yourself for 40 minutes on camera <laughs> no. is extremely hard and no. it is tough. Uh, so I want to give you thanks, man. Give you props and a, and a shout out for all you do. Right. Hey, I, I appreciate it. Hey, no, thank you, buddy. And uh, yeah. I had two pull, pull, I had two teeth pulled that morning, so yeah, uh, <laughs> it was a very hectic day. I was playing yeah. hurt for sure. I was, uh, I was perked up, baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you to Modern Medicine, man. But let's get into it. Uh, we won't get too much into it, bro, because I, I give about about 10, 15 minute breakdown on him on Friday's episode. Go back and watch mm -hmm. that. But um, Jalen Crawford, man, I know that you wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit since you weren't with us Friday. And your main talking point, Blake, was the schools we beat out, the schools that we mm -hmm. beat out for a defensive back, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we know what kind of player he is, so I'm, I'm not even going to go down that route because I know you touched on it, and we know uh, he was the number one DB in the state of Georgia, right? So mm -hmm. when you have LSU and Florida on the table, on your rear ends, fighting for this cat, and you have a guy like Corey Raymond who was at LSU for all of those years uh, bringing in that elite DB talent, all right? We we know the names. I don't have to list them off. Uh, and, and they have been considered DBU for a while now, okay? And then he goes to Florida. He switches up, all right? He says, going down here with G5 Billy. We know Florida is also another school that has produced elite DBs into the NFL. Thanks. And now the recruiting that that staff has been doing down there, some people were sitting here saying, hey, look, you know, th this Jalen Crawford kid, like Florida's, Florida's getting after him. Yeah. And I had people texting me, and they were saying, hey, look, what's going on here? And I, I was just like, you know, I, I think he's I think he's Auburn. All right. Now, he almost scared the piss out of me when he did the pump fake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, you know, like, no way, no way. But to beat out a guy like like Corey Raymond and and who's been doing it so long, uh, just another shout-out to Crime Dog and Zach Etheridge, right? I mean, getting elite talent uh, at that position, the, the room is stacked. Uh, you know, we already know, we've talked about it multiple times, what it's going to be like this year for that secondary, what we think it's going to be like. But just into the future – and the guys that you have in there, the guys that you're bringing in, I mean, the, the, it's you, you got to feel good as an as an Auburn fan, you know, just just seeing guys like this uh, over LSU and over Florida pick Auburn, and I think it's a new day on the plains with this staff and head coach Hugh Freeze, Dustin. Yeah, hundred percent. Whenever you get the number one cornerback out of Georgia. That yeah. kind of that kind of speaks for itself. You're coming out of Parkview, which is a, a historically great program, uh, an area there in Gwinnett County that we need to mm -hmm. recruit well. We need to get a couple of guys out of there every year. And like you yeah. said, man, Florida's been red hot. And when that original commitment date getting pushed back and then you hear it's because Florida's making a push, you're thinking, oh, boy, a check's getting wrote. Exactly. And then to your point about him dropping the hat. I'll be honest with you, because if you didn't see the commitment, he had the three schools, Auburn, LSU and Florida. And clearly, like the Auburn hat was 
the the best yeah. hat on the table. Like the other two hats were five dollar yeah. gas station hats. So you're thinking, okay, cool, you know, everything's fine here. Damari was there live streaming. Damari Austin. I mean, there was you know some another player was there as well live streaming. Um, so it all looked good. But I'll be Blake when he dropped the hat. I honestly, my my initial thought was, that son of a bitch, Jimbo got us again. Because <laughs> oh goodness, because the the hat right. I was like, okay, if he's not, what's he going to pull out? Because he had his, the three schools we thought on the table. So I'm thinking, is he about to come out with that Aggie hat, bro? Like, I was just thinking, oh, boy, they done came in with another check. And DC, and DC tweeted the eye emojis, like, right before it happened. So I, I can see where you kind of yeah. that, like, you know. <laughs> oh but uh, like, No, Jimbo, no. Yeah, that, that would have been – that would have been horrible. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he – he picked us and it feels good. Um, just an elite talent. And, uh, and it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. The recruiting that that's getting done. Like we always say, Dustin, don't, don't pay attention to the number right now in the recruiting yeah. rankings. It's all going to change brother. Yeah. It's nine of 11. That's nine of 11 commitments. Now our blue chips. And we've spoke about Bryce Canyon. Mm. We'll go ahead and pencil that one. And that's at least 10 out of the 11. So what a change. Yeah, yeah, the 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 quality is definitely there. Third right now, as as far as in terms of average star ranking. But our topic tonight, man, what we really wanted to get into is we wanted to take a look at how teams did the year before Hugh Freeze showed up Mm -hmm. versus how they did his first year, and kind of how that translates into what we can expect from us this year. I'm going to start off here with his first ever head coach and tenure. He only did one year there because he did such a good job. 2010, we weren't really paying attention to Arkansas State. We had bigger and better things going on, but we did play them week one. Cam Newton ran all over that ass, baby. Mm-hmm. They went four and eight, four and four in the Sun Belt, and then Hugh comes in next year, ten and three, conference title, eight and zero oh in the Sun Belt, undefeated. And I want to kind of get into the numbers here a little bit, Blake. So points per game in 2010, mm-hmm. Arkansas State averaged 30. That uh, they averaged 30 points per game. Mm-hmm. and that was good for 42nd in the nation. On defense, they allowed 38.8 points per game. That was 92nd in the nation. Now, Hugh comes in. Let's look at how – let's look at the improvement here. 2011, 32.5 points per game. Gets them from 42nd in the nation to 31st. That's out mm-hmm. of 120 teams at the time. And then defensively, they went from that 30.8 a game, 92nd, all the way up to 20.8 a game. That was good for 25th. So mm-hmm. right there, you can look and see massive improvement on both sides of the ball, right? And that, to me, is just like – we'll get into this in a second, but one thing that stands out uh, as far as this is a theme, you're going to see this at Ole Miss, you're going to see this at Liberty as well. Mm-hmm. Every It gets significantly better on every aspect, no matter which way you want to look at it, offensively, defensively, when Hugh Freeze shows up, your team gets better. But the thing that stands out to me about this specifically, Blake, is this is his first gig. Like, yep. this is your first jump. So, and you're taking over a four and eight Sun Belt team to come in. And this is pre transfer portal, right? Mm-hmm. So, Hugh had to take the same guys that went four and eight and turn them into a 10 and three conference title in his very first year. It would be reasonable to say, okay, they go six and six, they go seven and five, whatever. It's his first year. He makes some mistakes. They come right out the gate. Look at let's look at some of the improvement that was made from statistically. Ryan Applin was a starting quarterback in 2010. Ryan Applin. He completed 61.5% of his passes for 2,939 yards. Hugh comes in, 
that completion percentage goes up to 64%, and the yardage goes up to 3,588 yards. He also averaged 50 or 588 yards rushing for 3.8 yards of carry, Blake, and 10 more touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. So just immediate improvement statistically, right? Let's yep. look at the receiving leader. In 2010, Dwayne Frampton. This, this one I, I really like. Dwayne Frampton had 738 yards in 2010. How many yards he had in 2011 on Hugh Freeze? Yeah, he went over uh, 1K. 1,156 yards. Mm. Mm. I'm seeing a pattern here, Blake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's why a lot of Auburn fans have a lot of hope this year, Dustin, is because you look at things like this, and this is just at Arkansas State. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get into what he did. Uh, even even later on at Ole Miss and Liberty, the things that he did there. But I think this is why you hear Auburn fans say there's a possibility we go nine and three. I think this is another reason, like you like you mentioned, with the quarterback at Arkansas State, the completion percentage being elevated and raised in just one year. I think that's why you hear Auburn fans say, hey, Robbie Ashford could win the job because they hmm. see these types of things and they say, hey, Hugh can elevate him now. Is it going to happen with Robbie? I don't know. But is Auburn going to be 10 times better offensively this year? I believe so. All right? I believe so. Uh, and, you know, you don't have what you had back there last year and all of that fiasco that was going on at the quarterback position with not wanting to go in the game and all that. Mm. But for him to be able to elevate talent – for him to go to the transfer portal and bring guys in, you know that it's going to be better. Like you said, this was pre-transfer portal, right? And he comes in and he makes that big of a difference. So uh, just everything that he's going to do on offense, he's going to run the football, they're going to throw the football. uh, Things are just going to be better. And it started with that offensive line that you talked about last Mm -hmm. episode Friday. So. Yeah, and I'll talk about rushing as well. So in 2010, Arkansas State averaged 149 rushing yards a game. They had 24 rushing touchdowns on the season. In 2011, they went up to 154.2 rushing yards a game, 25 touchdowns. So mm-hmm. touchdowns, they, you know, only up one, but you didn't. There was no drop off, and then you averaged five more yards a game. So really, no matter like where you look at it, bro, no matter which way you look at it, the record improved, yep. and everything statistically. And I didn't. I didn't delve too much into the defensive statistics because obviously Hugh Freeze is an offensive coach, but I did want to bring up those points per game as far as how just the overall improvement of that defense, because again, at Ole Miss and at Liberty, that is something as well. So to the point of, okay, yes, Hugh Freeze is an offensive minded head coach and yes, he's, he's hands on offense. He can improve the offense, but you can trust him to put somebody in charge of the defense that's going to improve that defense as well. And mm-hmm. I just – that that's – um, man, that's that's a good feeling. Because the last couple of years, especially in the Gus tenure, it was like Kevin Steele is really carrying us here. And Gus is just yeah. kind of along for the ride. Um, it, it's just like, man, if we can get – if we get – we always felt like we could ever get that offense to match that defense – and you see right here with Hugh, dude, right here you've got a team that finished 31st, his first year as a head coach, 31st in the country in overall points per game on offense, and then 25th in overall points per game on defense. That's a recipe to go 10-3, and three, bro. Yeah. 
What well, in the Gus era, man? Like, let's be honest. We didn't have a we didn't have a coach that wanted to adapt. We didn't have mm. a coach that wanted to change, right? And he was just going to keep running his offense, and people changed up on him. All right, they called up to him. They realized what he was running. All right, and you know it got stale. And so when your defense, because let's be honest, man, the 2019 defense, that was national championship caliber. Mm-hmm. That defense was that good. 100%. I mean, they they shoved it up Joe Burrow's rear end. They yeah. did. Like, they held Joe to the least amount of points that he scored all year. You know, and, and so you look at that. You look at the Florida game that year, and all of this just goes back on Gus, in my opinion, not wanting to change. And I know Auburn fans love Gus, and, and, you know, they thank him, and I thank him. I think he did great things for Auburn. You know, I mean, he was an OC for the national championship team, mm-hmm. and in his first year he got us there. But he didn't want to change. We never got better under Gus, right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. We we steadily got worse, in my opinion. We got worse. Yeah. We got worse, you know. And so I look at that, and – I look at the huge the huge statistics and and how he's continuously getting better and better. Look, this dude won games with Bo Wallace, man. <laughs> I think that speaks volumes. Bo was good. He was a gamer. Okay, he was a gamer. But was he an elite quarterback in this league? Absolutely not. And the dude won football games. So I think there is. I think the sky's the limit for Hugh, man. I, I think he can do powerful things at Auburn. I really do, Dustin. Speaking of Bo Wallace, let's get over here to Ole Miss, Blake. So, mm-hmm. like I said, Hugh only gets one year there at Arkansas State. Ole Miss calls him up after a tragic 2-10 season, 0-8 mm-hmm. in the SEC, which to me, that looks like classic Ole Miss. I don't know what y'all were tripping on. That looks to me like you were right where you belong, baby. It looks to me like old Miss Rebel football. I don't know what the problem was, but Mm -hmm. they called up, they called up Brother Hugh. And again, Brother Hugh comes in to save the day. So they went 0 and 8 in the SEC. We went through that before. We know how pitiful that is. We actually did it the next year, 2012. 2 and 10, then he comes right in, 7 and 6, makes a bowl game, 3 and 5 in the SEC the next year, man. Again. Huge improvement across the board. So obviously, there's a five win. To, there's a five game win difference there. So that that part improves. But the points per game here, Blake. This is so 2011. Ole Miss, 16.1 points per game. Good lord, they must have snuck Eric Keesaw in there. 116th out of 120 teams in the country. Mm-hmm. 2012, they go all the way up to 30, almost double it. 31.5 points per game. For 48th, again, a 48th out of 124 teams in the country. You just spoke on on Bo Wallace, and it just it just seemed like it just like Hugh just finds a way, man. Again, this is pre-transfer portal. So you've got the same cats that just went two and ten and 0 and 8 in the SEC. And now all of a sudden you're getting Ole Miss to a bowl game. And it's hard, like. I know that was a long time ago now. People might forget or might not have been watching back then. Ole Miss sucked, bro. They did. Like, Ole Miss sucked. And I know if you're like a newer fan and you think, well, they kind of suck now. Oh, listen to me. Oh, oh man. Bad. <laughs> oh man. Bad. Ole Miss was something, dude. They were, they were really something. And it was like 
just uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that Hugh got a lot of votes for SEC Coach of the Year. I should have looked that up uh, before for getting prepared for this one, but I'm pretty. If I remember correctly, he got a lot of votes because it was just like, yo, the mess that you took over here. Uh, what mm-hmm. he was just, what he was left with, and to go and again, just these statistics, bro. Like just to go from to go from 116th to 48th mm-hmm. with basically the same players. And and I I really wanted to point this out tonight or today, Blake, because he gets his name as a recruiter because he's such a damn good recruiter. Mm-hmm. But this stuff right here shows you he can develop. And what's our guy Mike G been talking about? He's right. been, he said we keep getting these five stars when we get them and we don't develop them. Yep. Guess what? I'm here to tell you, you got a guy that can get them and can develop them. Mm-hmm. Because this Ole Miss team right here that went seven and six, that ain't no seven and six Ole Miss team. That's a two and ten Ole Miss team, talent wise. And Dustin, this is why I'm I'm really excited for this coming season with the Auburn Tigers. Right? Mm. You you have a head coach that we're seeing it right here. 2011 Ole Miss, what they were. Hugh comes in 2012 and what they were. So. You, you look back at 2021 and 22 and what the Auburn Tigers were, right? It was it was a shit show. Let's be honest. Let's don't hold back. Let's don't try to fight it. Let's right. don't try to wear orange and blue goggles, all right? It was a shit show. So, you bring Q in. You're looking at it right here, people. You can't tell me all these national analysts and, and these guys making predictions of Auburn losing to Vanderbilt, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Auburn losing to Vanderbilt. Get him, Blake. Let is l- l- let's let's come together real quick. Let's come together. Let's let's have a meeting. All right. Let's talk about it. I'm cool. I'm not gonna not gonna blow you up on Twitter or whatever. But let's let's talk about it. All right. Auburn's not losing to Vanderbilt, dog. It's not happening. All right. And and I, I'll put it on record. And if they do. Hey, fire me up over it. Put me on freezing cold takes. I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. But I believe in what Hugh Freeze is doing. I believe in the talent on this Auburn football team, and you can obviously see it right here in these statistics that Hugh Freeze will make a difference in year one. Auburn will improve. Five and seven is a distant, distant memory, okay? It is – we're we're putting that in the box and we're throwing it out into the ocean and we're never talking about it again, okay? That's how far gone it is. Am I sitting there saying Auburn's going to go 10 and 2 like some people say uh, in a, in our comments and everything? I'm not saying that, but do I think it could happen? Yeah, like I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, d- d- like I I think it's uh I think it's Corey who who comments and says Auburn 9 and 3." I could see it. Okay, so like when somebody jumps on him and says, oh, bro, like it's not going to happen, like Auburn's not going nine and three, it could happen. And Corey laid his prediction out of how it could happen. And I agree with it. If Auburn, you know, if you lose to Bama, Georgia and LSU, I would take that first year, nine and three. I would take that. And I agree with what Corey says. So, uh, you know, I could see it happening. Do I think they go more along the lines of seven and five, eight and four? Yes. But that is vast a a vast improvement of what we just went through and i think the auburn fans deserve that 100 let me lay out for you you and Corey, how this could happen 2011 ole miss's overall passing statistic now there was different quarterbacks um mm-hmm. but overall passing statistic 2011 the year before Hugh showed up 
They completed 49.5% of their passes for 151 yards a game. Mm-hmm. In 2012, when Hugh Freeze showed up, and by the way, 49.5 completion percentage, sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? Yep. 2012 completion percentage. From 49.5, it improved to 63.5, and the yards per game went from 151.7 to 250. Mm. Okay, rushing. 2011, they almost averaged 129.6 yards per game, mm-hmm. 3.4 yards per carry. Brother Hugh comes in, takes the tithe, sits down, preaches a sermon. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're rushing for 173.8 yards per game at 4.1 yards a carry. Yeah. Again, every part of your team got better. Yeah. And on the defensive part, 2011, Ole Miss gave up 32.1 points a game for 90th of the 122 teams in FBS that year. The mm-hmm. very next year with Hugh Freeze, they give up 27.6 points a game and improve 30 spots to 60th. Mm-hmm. So, again, massive improvement even on the defensive side of the ball. You can trust you to put somebody in place. So, so far we've looked at Arkansas State, and then we've looked at the SEC team here, mm-hmm. and there just seems to be a theme. There just seems to be a theme. Now, going over to Liberty, and the point I want to make about Liberty is Liberty had only had one season of Division One football prior to Hugh Freeze. And yep. they went – they went. that was 2018. They went 6-6 six and six with our boy Turner Gill. Remember mm. Turner Gill, everybody? Yeah. Remember Turner Gill? <laughs> there was some heat. There was some heat behind <laughs> that one. Yes, sir. Charles Barkley thought we should have hired him. Mm. Uh, luckily, we didn't. We got a natty out of that. I don't know if Turner would have able, been able to navigate 2010 the way that Gene did. Um, but Turner goes six and six at Liberty in 2018. Not a bad job. Not throwing shade at Turner. That being their no. first, you know, their first year. But then here comes Brother Hugh, six and six. We ain't got time for that. Eight and five, right out the gate, again, doing Hugh Freeze type things. Now, the offense kind of stayed the same here, okay? Offense stayed the same. They stayed 34th. It only The, the points per game was at uh, 32.2. It went to 32.8. So it improved marginally. Stayed mm-hmm. in the same spot, 34th for the nation. However, defense improved from 118th in the country at 36.8 points a game to 34th in the mm. nation at 28.1 points per game. So what are mm. we seeing all three times here, Blake? Improvement. Improvement on both sides of the um, ball. Yes. On both sides of the ball. So I just I just look at it, Blake, and I say, man, if this guy did this at a team that had played one year of D1 ball, if he had did this at broken, ugly, poverty program that is Ole Miss mm-hmm. – and then to go into Arkansas State after they didn't, they were four and eight, and then to go undefeated in their conference, and he does such a good job. It's like you got to get up out of here, bro. Yeah. I'm looking at it. And I'm saying you had, you've done more with less at all three stops. Yep. Now, so for one, you're gonna have the resources and talent that he was gonna have at his disposal will be more than he's ever had in his career, obviously. Yes. But let's compare the situations. We, I say, What I'm saying is we need somebody that can do more with less because mm-hmm. we're still going to play Georgia and Alabama every year. Mm-hmm. So even though I think we have tremendously more, a tremendous more amount of resources than Ole Miss, obviously Liberty and Arkansas State, 
we still don't have the amount of resources that our three major rivals do. Now, LSU's falling off after this year, but still. But you're gaining in Oklahoma. You're gaining in Oklahoma. And if, you wanna, if you're going to win the SEC title, you're going to meet LSU sometimes, aren't you? Yep. So, like, there's going to be times where there are, there are teams in the SEC that are just going to be ahead of us as far as resources go. We'll never pass Alabama in resources. We'll never pass Georgia in resources. Mm-hmm. We'll never pass LSU in resources. We'll probably never – like Texas and Oklahoma coming in. I don't know where Oklahoma sits. We'll never pass Texas in resources. Mm-hmm. So we need a coach that can do more with less. And we've just laid out here over the first 28 minutes of this podcast plenty of statistical evidence that show you why Hugh Freeze can do that over his tenure – but specifically the improvement in year one. And if you remember when Hugh Freeze came in, he said, I can develop quarterbacks and I can turn things around quick. Yep. That's why he said it, because he's done it at three different spots. And I'm sure Ole Miss, after going 2-10, and 10, and for all the crapping that we do on Ole Miss here, their fans care. Maybe I say that, and I remember Lane Kevin having to ask them to come to games. But <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they, I'm sure they wanted a winner, and I'm they sure Liberty them. wanted a winner, and Arkansas State wanted a winner. But what yeah. Hugh Freeze is walking into, man, this blender of how hype this Auburn fan base is, and how bad we want to win, and then that matches up with how bad Hugh Freeze wants to shut these naysayers up. Mm-hmm. Remember when Liberty beat Arkansas? He basically yep. campaigned for that job, Blake. Mm-hmm. He said, I do this. This is what I do. And what he really wanted to say without saying it was, Auburn, y'all just got smoked by Damn. Arkansas, and I'm out here smoking them with a lot less than what you got. Mm-hmm. Blake, and- 49, 49.5% to 63.5%. Look, Robbie Ashford hanging around at 49%, ain't he? That's a fact. And, and one thing I'll tell you, if you pay attention to that last game uh, with Hugh at Liberty and when he got smoked by, who was it, New Mexico State or whatever, mm. look, the team was checked out. All right. They were, they had already told him, hey, I've received an offer. All right. Let's look at the Arkansas game and what he did there. All right. He went to Arkansas. All right. A place where Auburn has a lot of success. All right. And he got a dub at Liberty. And, and it was it was a nice dub, all right. It wasn't it wasn't like they just went in there and they you know uh, Arkansas turned the ball over and and they just lucked up and won at the end. No, they laid it to Arkansas. Third string quarterback too. Brother. They yes, they manhandled Arkansas in the trenches, on the outside, everywhere. They man manhandled them. Special teams manhandled them. All right. And that is why, as an Auburn fan, if you're watching this show, you should have faith, all right, that Auburn can improve vastly. Like, I I really do believe that, that Auburn can make a jump. I hear J.D. Pakel on On3 saying Auburn 6-6. and You know, I'm sorry, I disagree. I just – I think Auburn has too much talent on this football team, on this roster, to go 6-6. and I mean, could it happen? Yes. Uh, like I said a minute ago, could nine and three happen? Yes. I think we're sitting around seven and five, eight and four, a two, a two win jump from last year, possible three win jump, in my opinion, 
Um, and I think that's the Hugh Freeze effect. I think that is what he comes to places like Auburn for. And, look, he come to Auburn because he knows what he can do. He knows he can get better players, right? Auburn's going to get better players than Ole Miss, let's be honest. It's always right. been like that. It always will be like it that. ain't going to change. Right? And I've said it a thousand times, people, and I've told Dustin a thousand times. My grandpa, one of the biggest Alabama fans you will ever meet in your life, he passed away in 2004, okay? He told me, he said, Blake, the SEC, the SEC in football is a 16 conference. And I said, 16 conference. I said, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? And uh, he looked at me and he said, Alabama, LSU, Auburn. And he looked at the East and he said, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. He said, you won't see anybody outside of those six teams competing at the highest level. That's what he told me. All right. Now go back and look it up, Dustin. All right. Yeah. Go back and look through. All right. He was right. He was right. And, and Hugh Freeze knows that. All right. Hugh Freeze says, Hey, that's a top job in that conference, which means it's a top job in America. And when I see polls from Arkansas people who do podcasts saying that Auburn is an average job, and Baylor is an elite job, all right? <laughs> we need to bring it back. Maybe you don't need to be doing polls on the internet, mm. okay? Too many people doing too many polls. There is no way you believe BYU is a better job than Auburn. No way, all right? None. Yeah. Hugh Freeze is about to let you know who the better job is, okay? I just – I think he saw this as a vision and said, I can win here. I was winning eight games, nine games at Ole Miss, okay? So if I'm doing that there, I can do more at Auburn. I can Blake, do more. Listen to this, dude. So 2012, yep. Ole Miss wins seven games. 2013, yep. Ole Miss wins eight games. Mm. 2014, Ole Miss wins nine games. Mm. 2015, Ole Miss wins ten games. Notice a theme? Got better each year. Got better hey, every well, year. So, and also in that, he was also starting to bring in five-star athletes, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, and he also brought in the number one player in America, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So The Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah. So, listen here, Auburn fans. Okay. If you're, if you're sitting here, you got to think to yourself. Just say you go seven and five this year. All right. Off of what Dustin just ran off. Then next year you got to be sitting here going, oh, now we could go eight and four, nine and three, and then three years in you're sitting here mm-hmm. going, now there's a real possibility we win ten to eleven football games this year, all right. And if you're sitting at 10, 11 wins, you're going to the playoffs in, in the in the twelve team format, yes, sir. okay? Because I really think in that twelve team format, there's going to be a three loss team get in, all right. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a three loss team get in. So if you're winning, if you're going ten and two, you're in. All right, you're getting into the playoffs, and they're not going to keep an SEC team out of the playoffs at ten and two. Do you it's think a 2017 Auburn team makes a 12 team playoff? Yeah, absolutely. I, easily, easily. Oh God, yeah. Um, 
Absolutely they do. Um, now, they might have bumped them down where they didn't get to host or whatever. You know, they might have yeah, had to sure. travel. Yeah, three losses, yeah. Yeah, they might have had to travel or whatever. But, yeah, they would have gotten in for sure. Um, look, I even think the 2019 team would have been right there on the cusp of it uh, with with coming back and, you know, beating Alabama and that Iron Bowl. I know they didn't have Bo and everything or no they yeah they did have both yeah 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 was yeah, like yeah, 16 yeah, for yeah. 31 yeah. yeah yeah they did have both oh it was 21 my fault uh pregnancy brain bro pregnancy brain. <laughs> um uh you know so yeah they, they had Bo and they beat alabama in that 2019 uh i was also thinking of mac jones playing in that game uh but i think they would have been on the cusp of it they might have not gotten in but they yeah, would not, not the, at eight and four, but we were like 15 or 16th in the country. We were right there. Yeah, yeah. They would have been on the cusp of getting in, you know. So it would have been close. You've been there. You've been right there, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you've been close. And I think that's one thing that we can look at with Hugh is he sees that. He sees a vision and he knows that he can get Auburn there. And if you're a naysayer, I know I just kind of touched on this a minute ago. If you're a naysayer and you keep all this garbage about Auburn's trash and this and that and yada, 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 whatever, Auburn's a top 15 program in the country, okay? Shut up. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of seeing it on Twitter, on social media. Shut up. Auburn is a top 15 program in the country. You can win at Auburn. You can win a national championship. You can play in the SEC uh, championship. You can play in New Year's Six Bowls. Okay? You can do it all at Auburn. There's everything at Auburn you need to be successful. And I think Hugh Freeze is about to bring all of that to the surface and show you that he can do it. I really do, Dustin. I'll tell you, before we get out of here, because now you got me on it, I'm going to tell this person specifically to shut up. At Hog Ball Burner. This is an Arkansas <laughs> fan here. He says, breaking news. This is after we got our commitment from Jalen Crawford Saturday. A highly touted – I mean, he's the number one ranked quarter, cornerback in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, to even poo-poo on that, you have to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze has officially cemented himself as an Auburn legend by getting, 2000, getting the 2024 class to the ranking of 37. Sources say he will be given a lifetime contract for this monumental accomplishment. At Hog Ball Burner, I know you're probably not going to catch this, but if you do, brother, I simply ask you, do you think Arkansas is going to finish ahead of Auburn in recruiting? Absolutely not. You think – what's that What's that dude's name again? I've already forgot it. What's his name over there? I want to say Bielema. Pittman. You think yeah. Sam Pittman's going to out-recruit Hugh Freeze? Okay, boss man. I got you bookmarked. I got you bookmarked, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I think they're just trying to create conversation. I look, get your jabs in now. All right. This is I, I told a fan a while ago on Twitter, get you get your jabs in now. You know, me and him were kind of talking and and uh he said that he thought some of the predictions people were making were funny. And get your get your jabs in. Hey, look, the ones I love, the ones I love are the 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 prostitute and the hooker jabs okay mm-hmm. get those in man get them out of your system get them out now because i love hearing them all right, right. i mean they're just they're just so original you know hey. i mean hey. i mean get them out let them let us hear it i love hearing it because boy let me tell you something when auburn wins i'm going to be bringing them right back at you okay yeah. i'm going to be throwing them tweets because let me tell you something i'm bookmarking them i got a, i got full of bookmarks hey. right right here baby full of them okay all yeah. right Get them out now. 
Get them out of your system because when Hughes in here and he's winning 10 games and he's mm-hmm. improving each and every year, man, I, I'm, I'm going to feel sorry for you on Twitter. All right. I, I hate it for you, but you brought it upon yourself. Yes, sir. I'm with you. And that's the thing. Before we get out of here, you know it, bro. You know, we got you bookmarked. The Auburn fans will come for you on mm-hmm. social media. Your day will come. Josh Pate put out his thing today. I know he's doing this segment where he talks about different coaches and uh, he put the, the one out today. What's your opinion on Hugh Freeze? My opinion on Hugh Freeze is simple. He's my head football coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm damn happy that he is my head football coach. Mm-hmm. And we laid out here for you on this episode exactly why you should be happy too that he's your head football coach. Yep. And there's it, the proof is the proof is in the numbers. All you got to do is look at it. You have no reason to think this Auburn team will not improve significantly in multiple categories in year one. So as we're inside 50 days, by the time this goes live, I want to say it's 47, 48 right in there. Can't it just can't wait, bro? Can't wait. Just like everybody else, dude. Just fired up. I think we've got the guy to lead us for a decade. I really do. I think this program is in good hands. I think that we've got a guy that is just hungry, man. That is that is hungry. His fan base is hungry. He knows how to recruit. He knows how to develop. Yep. It's not even it's not even booging, dude. It's 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 not even sunshine pumping. It's it's all right here in front of us. It's a layup. We just got to lay it up. It's all. It's also the staff that he put around him, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think sure. that could speak volumes. Uh, the guys that he brought in to help this thing, to help flip the culture. That's one thing that stands out to me. So uh, I think he brought in some really nice names, uh, some guys that know how to win, guys that know how to score points, guys mm-hmm. that know how to recruit, uh, and guys that are energetic and passionate. That's one thing that I kind of missed the last two years is we didn't have any passion. Like all I saw, probably maybe the most passionate thing I saw was Jordan Hare, let's ride. Right? Like, <laughs> like that's a, that's about all I saw. Auburn family, let's ride. You just know, like watch. yeah, like just watch. yeah, that just watch, man. That shit, that's so <laughs> cringe, bro. But uh, we yeah. we watched. Uh, we watched all right. We watched you get ran smooth out of town, and then they sent somebody to pick your Tahoe up. Right? Yeah, so, I gotta find oh, yeah, out, man. I gotta find out if that's true. <laughs> man. I there's no shot. There's no shot. That's <laughs> true. No true. shot. It was funny though. But it was it is, funny. It, it is hilarious. Well, yeah. Blake, thank you for coming in here, man. I know you got a yeah, lot man. going on, dude. Thank you for coming in here and getting with me. Um, guys, home field apparel, all mm-hmm. caps, up tempo, fifteen percent off. We are up over 500. I told y'all the other day, goal, the goal, man, 1,000 subs. We want 1,000 subs before kickoff. Continued growth, man. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Smash that like button on the way out. If you're mm-hmm. one of these people that is watching all these videos and is not subscribing, just hit the button. Just hit mm-hmm. that subscribe button, man. It'll help us out. You'll be better for it too, man. So War Damn Eagle, we'll see you guys Wednesday. Countdown to kickoff episode three Wednesday. Got a big guest. We're excited for it. See you guys Wednesday. War Damn Eagle. War damn, everybody.